share with you something that we have done in my family for the last, um, I don't know, 40 years or so that we've been serving the Lord. I came to the Lord in uh, 1972, uh, end of 1972, um, September, uh, thereabout, and um, been serving God ever since. Uh, got married in 81 to my beautiful Russian bride. So we've been married now for 36 years. And um, But each year, at the end of the year, we have something that we have done. And uh, I'd like to share a little bit of that with you. Not everything that we have done, but just a little bit. Um, the scripture reading today is in Philippians, the fourth chapter. And the sixth verse, it says that... Um, be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be known unto God. And I would like to, to look at that particular portion. There's a few more verses on, on your screen, but that particular portion I'd like to take a look at. Because uh, a lot of times when people read specifically the King James Version, of scripture, I've always sometimes had a, whoa, wait a second, what does that mean? Um, and a lot of times people don't explain what it is the scripture says. They just go on to preach their thing. And they don't actually explain to you. But if you read, if you look at that portion, there's several words that the King James used that are troubling when you think about it. First thing it says, be careful for nothing. And you say, well, what does that mean, be careful for nothing? What, what does that mean? Well, in, in, to put it in the colloquial, put, to put it in, in words that we, we talk today, don't be fearful. Don't hold back. Don't even consider it. Just go ahead and blurt it out. Go ahead and let it be known. Whatever it is that you need of God. Now, it said two things, prayer and supplication. And now, right away, we may think those are the same thing. But I want to tell you that a supplication is not the same thing as a prayer. Well, let's look at what a prayer is. First of all, a prayer is... In a worshipful, prayer is, is worship. Now, worship, the word worship, uh, we have come to put it synonymous with praise. But I want you to know in the ancient time, prayer and worship are two different things. Uh, um, and praise is a whole other thing. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I just want to look at the word prayer. Prayer should be done, done in an attitude of worship. And an attitude of worship in ancient times means you are bent over. If you look at... Um, where we get our word worship from, it comes from an ancient uh, uh, Canaanite uh, language. And the letter that is used that we translate now in Hebrew is Sade. And Sade is actually a crooked letter. And literally it meant to be bent over. Literally, the, the letter from the Canaanite, for the Canaanite, was a stick figure bent on his knees like this prostrate like that and so worship was meant to be done in an attitude if not in a position of being prone being on the ground bent over do you know when a king used to be when a king come into a room people had to get on their knees and you were saying i worship you regent i worship you that's why the children of israel refused to bend their knees to any man that's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got in trouble <laughs> because they refused to, we're not going to bend our knees. We're not bowing to any man. And they refused to do that. To this day, they will not bow to any man. 
because that is a sign of worship. And so um, when somebody have a gun on you, frequently they'll tell you to either raise your hand or get on the ground. A lot of times they say, get on the ground. They want you on your knees or preferably on your face. Because they want you to what? Worship them. I have power. You worship me. Give up. And so worship, prayer is, a, is, a, is in an attitude of, Lord, I'm giving up. I have nothing. I can't do this. I need you to, to help me. And so your request in this particular way, you're saying, God, I'm, you know, a lot of people talk about faith and think that when you pray, you have to have faith. God doesn't expect you when you pray to have any faith. He expects you to say, I don't have anything that I can give you. I need you to help me in this situation. So prayer, when you are making your request known to God, you are actually emptied. And you're bent over in spirit, maybe in position. Now, you know, nowadays it's hard for us to get on our knees. I remember when I used to pray on my knees and after a while it got kind of hard because those bones kind of protrude. So I would walk, (laughs) I would walk and pray. You know, I'd walk and pray. But it was in the attitude of worship. Prayer is worship. So when you think about prayer, think about worship. And when you think about worship, think about being bent over in your spirit, being prostrate in, in your mind, and if not, also on your body. So prayer, when you bring your request like that to God, in prayer, you are in a position not demanding anything. I heard some people pray sometimes, God, give it to me or else. No, we are, we are humble. You're supposed to be humble when you pray to God. Don't come to God in a haughty, you know, God, it's you and me, and I'm going, like Jacob did. I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to bless me. That's why he got hurt. <laughs> okay? Because you don't come to God like that. You know what I'm saying? And he was, he was hobbled for the rest of his life. Okay? And God will humble you if you come to him like that. So when you come in prayer, and you're asking, you're humble. Now, supplication is something different. And supplication, you're asking for something. A lot of times, I go to my wife and I said, honey, I need so-and-so. No, you're not having it. But I need it. I want it. You know, whatever it is. You know, whatever that may be. And in supplication, you don't have to be begging. You don't have to be begging. That's why I said be careful for nothing. So in a supplication, I could do it in any way. I could write it on a piece of paper. I could say, Lord, you know, this car is about to crash. Help me, Lord. How many times have you done that? Amen. And God does, doesn't he? Uh, a lot of times, you know, we are before a judge. And that's you doing a supplication when you come before a judge. You're not on your knees. The judge doesn't expect you to be on your knees. He does expect you to be respectful, you know. But, but a lot of times you say, judge, I object to what's going on here. And I need you to change this. I need you to fix this. And God wants us to come to him like that sometimes. Now I'm sick of this mess. I'm sick of living like this. I'm sick of this, Lord. I need you to help me here in this situation. God, can't you do something? Look at those people. They don't even serve you. Look at the way they're living, high off the hog. I don't want any hog, Lord. I just want some fish. You know? So we can come to God like that in supplication. So he says, be careful for nothing but in everything. In prayer and supplication. That your request... And, you know, we're talking about one thing. And when you, you know, I used to be an English major, so we looked at structure of language. And what is, what is a subject there? What is a subject? What do you think, if I was to say that particular portion, what is the subject of that portion? What would you say? Well, go ahead. You can say it. What, what, is a, what is the subject of that portion? Guess. Anybody have a guess? What are we talking about? 
Anybody have a guess? Request. Request. Everybody say request. The subject of that portion is request. Let your request be known unto God. Okay? So, you have a request. Now, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I have a lot of questions to ask God when I see him. Well, wait a second. We can ask God now, right? Let your request be known to God. Now, now this is the end of the year, and... Um, well, let's, let's talk about a few things. There's some stuff up on the board, so let's go over them. So, we'll talk about what prayer is. We'll talk about supplication is. Let's talk about what, um, what else do we have up here? Let's, can you go to the next, next slide? Okay, yes. So, prayer, supplication, worship, and we talked about worship being in a state of being prone or prostrate. So let's talk about praise. Now, everybody say hallelujah for me. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, a lot of people will tell you without knowing some, sometimes what they're talking about, that hallelujah is, is the highest praise. And um, they'll say things like that. Actually, it's not. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And they will say hallelujah is the oldest praise. That is true. It's, old. it's not hallelujah, though. Hallel. Hallel is the oldest praise. Hallel is an ancient Canaanite word. Hallel. And El is the word that the ancient used for God. El, the ancient say for God. So when you say Hallel, you're saying praise God. Okay? Praise God. And then the Jews put on Huya on it, and we got the word Hallelujah. So we say Hallelujah. It's Hallel, Huya proper pronunciation but we say hallelujah which is okay everybody says that so what we're saying is praise God who is Yah and now you know people went back and they put some some constructions on they took the the, the, the vowel pointing for Adonai and they come up with uh, uh, Yahweh some people say Jehovah um, the ancient probably pronounce it uh, Yahuwah, excuse me, Yahuwah. So, Yahuwah. So, um, praise God who is Yah. And Yah is the first part of his name. Okay, the first part of the, the name that he said is his name forever. Um, when Moses was talking to him in Exodus, and Moses said to him, um, You know what? I know you ask in me to go to the children of Israel and, 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 and tell them that you sent me but I need to know your name so can you please tell me your name when we meet people frequently say to them to, to each other what is your name I want to know what your name is right because if I know your name then I can speak to you personally and, and if, if, if I was to say to, to, to somebody. You know what? I know that guy who is one of the best musicians in the area. He plays in a rice church and he plays like 50 different instruments and they would say, what is his, what is his name? Say Eddie. I said, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, Randy, really? So you do know him there. You do know him. But if I said, ah, I think his name, I don't remember. They said, well, you don't know him. Because if you know somebody, you know their name. So, so Moses said that to God, what is your name? And God says, Yee, yeah, Asher, Yee, yeah. 
in the Hebrew. Now, a lot of people get real happy because they know Hebrew and they, they, they get real happy, but I want you to know that Moses didn't know Hebrew. <laughs> and at this time, he wasn't spoken, he, speaking Hebrew. Uh, Moses, the children of Israel have not spoken uh, the, the Sumerian uh, language, uh, the um, language that they learned in uh, the area that they lived on for 400 years, because they had forgotten. They were spoken some uh, patois, um, Egyptian patois, but they were they they had to know some form of Egyptian because that was the the language that everyone need, needed to to use to 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 to, to um, do business. So God was speaking an Egyptian dialect, but in in when they translated in the, the writers it went on for oral traditions for for hundreds of years, and then finally when it was written down in Hebrew, it's 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 yeah yeah which means in our English, we say, I am what I am, but uh, uh, they didn't have any uh, present tense of the, of the verb to be back in ancient times. So basically what God was saying is, I'll become whatever I need to become. I will become, tell them the God who is becoming, I sent you. And that to us speaks volume today because I want you to know that God is anything and everything that you need him to be for you. Back then, they had a God of the desert, they had a God of the mountain, they had a God of the water, they had a God of the forest, they had a God of the wood, they had a God of the wind, they had a God of the sun, they had a God of fire. And so if I needed to talk to God, and my God wasn't, wasn't able to give me what I needed, in other words, if I needed fire, my God was a God of water, I was out of luck. See, it, you know, if, and if I was in the desert, and my God was a God of mountains, I was my mind of luck. I couldn't, couldn't pray to my God. He couldn't help me. But God was saying, do you understand this now? I will become anything that you need me to become. I'm any God you need me to be. I will be everything for you. That's how we get the compound names of God in Hebrew. Okay? That's where that came from. I will be whatever you need me to be. If you need me to be water, I'm water. If you need me to be shade, I'm shade. If you need me to be fire, I'm fire. If you need me to be wind, I'm wind. If you need me to be a rock, I'll be a rock. I'll be anything you need me to be. If you need me to be money for you, I'll be money for you. I'll be whatever you need me to be. So, during this time, what I usually do is I take a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, and I write down several goals. Now, let's talk about two words that's not up there. Spiritual and religious. Now, the word spiritual and the word religious, we can use them in many ways. In English, we can use them as a verb. Excuse me, not a verb. Can't use them as a verb. We can use them as an adverb. We can use them as an adjective. We can use them as a noun. Okay? Now, as an adverb, which modifies, limit, or in some way explains a verb, it means something different than it means as a noun. When I say religious, if I want to talk about something religious as an adverb, I'm talking about something that I want to do for God. I want to play the piano, or I want to read my Bible more, or I want to pray more. It's something that I want to do for God. I want to do something religious for God when we talk about being religious in, a, in an adverb. When we talk about spiritual as a, an adverb, we're talking about something that God has to do for us. We can't do anything spiritual for ourselves. Now, a lot of people believe when you talk about spiritual, that it's automatically something good. There are spiritual people who are not good. There are many spiritual people who are, we, in my 
um, childhood, I grew up in Jamaica, and we knew about uh, a magic we call obia. And obia was not anything. We obia is different from voodoo or different from black magic, witchcraft, and witchcraft is different, by the way, than sorcery. And I won't get into all that. But the, the, the point that I'm making is those people are also spiritual. In other words, spirit works through them. They get the spirits to do something through them. When we talk about spirit being spiritual, we want God to do something for us. How many of you want God to do something for you in the coming year? Yes? Amen. And so I would like to impress on you that don't be careful for anything, but it, 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 you know, let your requests be known to God. So I usually write something down, something spiritual, a spiritual goal. And so I would say, Lord... In this coming year, I want you to do this to me. Now, that may be for you. You would like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'd like to be able to speak in tongues. That's one of my quests I had many years ago, and God baptized me with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, one time I asked the Lord, I want you to use me in healing, and, and I saw many people get healed. Lord, I want to be able to see what's in people's heart, and the Lord allowed me to do it. On, on, on and on and on. That, that spiritual goal could be something that you want. It's nothing that I could tell you. Then you want a religious goal. The religious goal is something that you want to do for God, something that you have not done before. You know, uh, there, there was a time when uh, there was a friend of mine, a great saxophone player that I knew, and I, I asked him to come to church and play the saxophone for me, and he said, yeah, 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 come on, come and do it, come and do it. And uh, next time, a few years later, I saw him, yeah, 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 come do it, come. And after a while, you know somebody that has no intention of doing something, and they say, yeah, 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 very quickly. If they say, well, you know, I, let me let me see how I can work it out. You know, at least they're thinking about it. When they say, yeah, 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 it's like saying, like a Christian saying, I pray for you. you know, usually, they don't mean that. You know, I pray about it. You know, you ask them to do something, they say, I pray about it. Usually when people tell me that, I know it's no. That's a Christian way of saying, no, I pray about it. But because <laughs> a lot of times they don't, they don't pray about it, it's a way of shutting you up. So, so... So, so I said to Lord, you know, Lord, I have a religious request. I like to pray. Teach me how to play the saxophone. And guess what? The Lord helped me to play the saxophone. Now I made some some modifications. I said, Lord, I never played for money. I will not do it to you know play songs that I don't glorify you and blah blah blah. And, and of course, you know, in order to be good in anything, you do have to pray different genres. So. You know, but not for money, obviously. But the point that I'm making is that was my one of my religious requests. Um, one another religious request that I asked the Lord for was for a wife. He said, "But that's not a religious request." Well, yeah, it was a religious request for me because I asked God to give me something that was material so I could use it for His His glory. You know. So my wife, I believe, is, is God's glory, God's gift to me. So, so a religious request could be that you want to you know, read your Bible more, you want to be able to memorize scripture, you want to be able to pray more, you want to be able to be a, a better witness, and X, Y, Z. Now for the adults among us, uh, one of the things, another thing that I, I ask God for during this time is a financial Requests. Now, I remember years ago, um, I'm talking back in the 80s, <clears throat> if you could even conceive of making $50,000, that was a big deal. And depending on the type of work you were qualified for, that might even be an unattainable goal. 
And so one year, I wrote down that I wanted to make $50,000. And mind you, at this time, I, wasn't, I didn't graduate from college, didn't have a college degree, um, didn't know what kind of skill that I could even market that somebody would be crazy enough to pay me $50,000 for. But I put it down as a religious request. And guess what? My wife is shaking her head. I don't know how many years after that that I did hit the $50,000 mark, but I did, and I hit the $60,000 mark. I hit the $80,000 mark, praise God, because the Lord honored my request. And I wasn't careful, because careful would have been $20,000, well, $30,000. That would have been careful. And maybe $40,000 would have been, you know, but $50,000? I remember when I told my pastor that, his eyes got big. He said, you're going to help us? You're going to pay your tithes? <laughs> but the, the point that I'm making is yeah so this I, I think now we could pass out our um, our paper Brother Dan and so what I'm going to ask you to do at the end of the year and I, I guess I'm not really preaching at you is um, you know to write down a spiritual and we know what a spiritual goal is something you want God to do for you or through you or by you or with you a religious goal is something you want to do for God. And then, you know, a financial goal for the adults and for the kids. You can put down, you know, another goal, like a scholastic goal, a school goal. I want to get A's in, in, my, in my school or, or I want to, uh, you know, learn X, Y, Z, whatever, uh, to impress my friends. I want to be better at the piano or the guitar or, you know, um, those sort of things. But uh, three goals. And then what, what I do with it, after I get done writing those things up, I either put it on the ground and, and get in a, 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 a prayer worship state or I, raise, I wave it in the air. And I say, Lord, this is what I'm asking for this year. This is my request for this year. And please, I'm asking that you grant it to me. And then I fold it up and put it in my pocket and put it someplace. And every so often, I want to go through the year and see where I am in that goal. Now, I want you to know about goals. Goals is not just something that you write down and um, forget about. The spiritual goal, you can't do anything about because that is something that God has to do for you. So there's nothing that you can do about that. And I want to emphasize that, that spiritual things is something that you pray for and you you petition God for, and that is something that is up to God to grant. There's no way that you can give yourself the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's no way that you can make yourself be a healer, even though people fake it and be phony baloney about push people over and break their arms and all kind of foolishness. There's nothing you can do about that. But the religious goal is definitely something you can do. And the financial goal, there's definitely something that you can do about that. If you want to play an instrument, you got to guess what? you got to get an instrument and you got to practice. Do you know how, how, how often that you have to practice a, a day to be good at any instrument? Huh? Do you know how long you have to practice a day? A minimum of an hour a day. That's a minimum of an hour a day, every day, to be good at an instrument. So every day you got to pick it up. So guess what? If you don't at least go get one and you can rent instruments, you can do all of those things. If you want to be a better writer, if you want to write, a goal maybe you want to write, you want to be a writer. Guess what you got to do? You got to get a pen and paper or you got to get on the computer and you got to write. Okay? So I'll give you some time now to do that and I'm going to in my seat and uh, 
do that myself, and then we're going to get together. You know, we don't have to get together down here. We can just stand up, wave it before the Lord, and uh, we can be dismissed after that. So let me go get my paper, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. And by the way, these things are private, so you, you shouldn't really show anybody these things. This is between you and God. And um, I like to keep my list to myself. Um, one of the religious things may be something that you want to give to God, a habit or something that you want God to break in your life. That could be something you write down also. So if you could stand, if you can, and um, just put this over your head and turn the part that's uh, written on. God is everywhere. He's below us. He's, but I like to, you know, hold it up. That way no one sees it. And we're going to pray. Lord, we come to you now and we thank you. We're waving our requests before you. You said in everything that we should not be be careful, but but in prayer and supplication that our quest be known to you. So right now, these are our requests to you. We're giving some things to you, some things we're asking for, other things we're, we're petitioning you about to do in us, and some things, Lord, we ask you to give us the strength because we can do all things. Ephesians uh, 6.10 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we believe, Lord God, that we can do these things that we ask him to do for you to you strengthen us. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, and we, we see these things coming in 2018. Amen. Amen. God bless you.